Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Well, hello to you. I'm glad you're joining us on season two of the Wardrobe Boss podcast. I'm Eliza Perilla, your hostess, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. I am here to chat about personal styles, successful mindsets, and living your best authentic life. That's right, right now, today, on purpose. Uh, I created this podcast to share my professional knowledge of fashion, style, and home organization in hopes that my guest and I can provide some valuable takeaways and we can all live a styled life together. Uh, I always find it interesting when people I never expect to listen tell me, I listen to your podcast all the time. And that's usually followed by a question or two. So today, I think it would be fitting to answer some of the questions that I get asked from my clients, from people on Instagram, and perhaps you have a question. So if you do, feel free to inbox me at Wardrobe Boss on Instagram or Wardrobe Boss Podcast on Instagram, and let's dive right in. Um, Wardrobe Boss, I listen to your advice, but I seem to get lost when it comes to travel packing. I always overpack and come home with items I didn't wear and no room to buy cute things while on vacation. Any tips? (laughs) Well, yeah, I do have some tips. And let me say that this used to be me. I think in my 20s, the packing was overdone, right? Then in my 30s, it got a little better. In my 40s, I think I got a clue. And instead of packing a large suitcase and taking it everywhere, I pack a medium suitcase and take it everywhere. And I just... um, take a carry-on. And for a while, I was guilty of packing it perfectly, but then I had no room to buy anything. And every time you say, yeah, but I'm not going to buy anything, that's a lie. You always buy something. And so I definitely say, keep some room so that you can buy things. And if you're like, yeah, but I'm not packing a large suitcase or, you know, I need all these things. Well, then I would, if I had to sacrifice, I'd probably go to the shoes because what a lot of people do when they pack is they think they need to bring a different shoe for each outfit and you don't. In fact, you don't use all those shoes. Again, something I used to be guilty of. So now I only pack one high heel because you never know where you're going, where you're going to end up, where it's going to take you. And even if you're on a tropical island, yes, I would pack a high heel sandal. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I would say just take three or four shoes, including your gym shoe, because there are people that are like, no, I have to take my workout shoe. So I think if you keep it small, three or four shoes at the most and work within your wheelhouse, that that will leave you some room to bring something back. And, you know, sometimes when you find the cutest things, the nicest things, right? Like this person was asking, it is while you're on vacation and it is something you're not going to find here um, in the States or at Saks Fifth Avenue or whatever. You're not going to find it there because some artisan made it and it's beautiful 
And um, yeah, I think if you love it, you should buy it. This is what helps you enjoy your vacation and make the memories of your vacation last when you take something out and you're like, oh, I bought this in Ibiza. I love this. So um, those are my tips and I hope that they're helpful. Uh, here's another one. Wardrobe boss, you talk a lot about capsule collections. That sounds like a small amount of clothing. Do you recommend that for all of your clients and why? Um, that's an excellent question. And to be clear, it's a fair amount of clothing, not a small amount of clothing. Um, the purpose of the capsule collection is so that you have a certain amount of clothing to work from and within. And within this collection, you have interchangeable pieces. So you can wear pretty much everything with everything. And it just makes your life easy. It's like if you go to a restaurant. I One thing I don't like to go to, I think it's Cheesecake Factory, right? If I'm on vacation or with my family in Florida, you know, let's go to Cheesecake Factory. Yay. Okay. The thing about Cheesecake Factory is there's too many things on the menu. And then it gets confusing because you're like, do I want the Thai chicken salad or do I want it just, there's so many things that you're like, I'd like to try this. I'd like to try that. And then it just becomes overwhelming. And it's the same thing. The whole purpose is that you don't want to go into your closet and be overwhelmed in the first place. So that's what the capsule collection is about. And do I recommend that for all of my clients is the second part of the question. I do because I don't know anybody. I've yet to meet a client who goes in their closet and says, La, I have all of these fabulous clothes. What do I want to wear today? And then they're going to sit in their closet or stand in their closet and take half an hour, 45 minutes to decide what they want to wear and put an outfit together out of all of the clothing in their closet. I've yet to meet a person who enjoys doing that. So for me, yes, I do recommend um, creating capsule collections for all of my clients because it works. The question was why? Because it works. And if it ain't broke, darling, don't fix it. All right. Uh, here's, I, I hope that that was clear for you. Um, another question, wardrobe boss. I heard you talking about Louboutin shoes and how they end up being shoe trophies in all kinds of closets. Do you practice what you preach? That is a very good question. And yes, I do practice what I preach. There are no trophy Louboutins in my closet, just so that you know. And um, like I said, I, I, I said this in my last podcast, but I don't have anything against them. I wear what I like. If I loved a pair, I would totally rock them. I only wear what I love, whether it's en vogue or not. Um, I I don't think that... Most of the things, different things work for different people, but most of the things I recommend, I live by it. So I'm not, if I wasn't practicing what I preached, then I wouldn't still be in business. I think I would say that much. And um, yeah, so I practice what I preach. All right. Okay. Um, the wardrobe boss. I loved your wardrobe remix service. It really has changed my life. Oh, I want my husband to do it, but he keeps procrastinating. How can I get him to say yes? I know he will greatly benefit from your service. First of all, thank you so much for such a uh, such kind words that I've changed somebody's life. Um, you know, I don't really see it that way, but thank you. It sounds really nice. <laughs> um, you know, this this is tricky, right? Because sometimes people need a little push. 
but sometimes you have to let people get there, right? So this is a tricky question. And I think if someone's going to do something like my service, it has to be a right to fit for them. You know, not everybody's going to be okay with my personality, right? They may not relate to my personality and that's okay. And if someone is like, oh, um, I don't know, they're so, so, so resistant, then they might not be a good fit because part of the process is you've got to be open to some level. You just can't be totally closed. Um, you can, but you make the process more difficult for yourself. And I don't want anyone to ever leave my service and feel unhappy. That is not what I do. What I do is to make people feel so happy, so relieved and feel so much better about their wardrobe that it does actually make them happy. And I mean, super happy. So that's the whole point of it. Um, some people, you know, the resistant people, they not, they may not get it right away, but they'll get it in a week or two. And then they'll call me and say, you know, I was wrong. You were right. And I've had had some people that are very resistant because they are stuck in rules. Like, but this doesn't match, but I was taught this, but you can't, you know, white pants really, you know? And it's like, well, did you hire me? Am I not the professional? So be open to a professional if you're going to hire a professional. Um, so back to the question, you know, I think that if your husband is being resistant, maybe you can find a very gentle way to find out why. And you have two choices. You either let him see you enjoying yours and see if he catches up to that, because that happens with most of the wives I have. Eventually the husband uses me and the wives push it, push it, push it in the beginning. And I feel like just let the husband come around most of the time he does. So give him a chance. And, you know, I feel like if there are people that you feel like, you know what, this person does need a push, then you have to learn to push within opportunity. So that means to me, that means if someone opens the conversation to, um, I feel frumpy or, you know, I really need to go shopping or I don't like the way I look, that's when you gently come in and, you know, you can take it from there, but, but be careful with your words. And when you step in and just say, you know what? how about you try this and just be gentle. If people think they're going to be pushed into something, and especially if they think I'm a stylist, who's going to come in and say, I'm the grand stylist and you need to throw everything away and buy everything new. Like it doesn't work like that, but people may have their own preconceived ideas. And I feel like if you're gentle with them, then you might have a better chance of convincing them but I also think they need to be ready. So I hope that that answers your question. And yes, I agree with you. He will greatly benefit from my service. So let's let him come around at his time. Um, wardrobe boss. Here's another question. I have some things in my closet. I truly love, but no longer fit me. I'm not ready to give them up yet. I doubt I will ever go back to that size again. But every time I look at them, I get upset. What should I do? <laughs> um, I laugh because I can identify with that. I think that there have been things that I don't want to give up. Um, but here's what I say to that. One thing I say is once you look forward, don't look back. Like I really try to practice that in everything in life. If I look forward, I, I, 
I, I, I can't look forward and look backwards at the same time. Do you understand? So either I'm going forward or I'm going backwards. And for me, I'm not going backwards. So I don't know about you, but I'm not, um, you know, with those particular items, because there are a few items that I have like that. I have these, um, leather pants and, but they're really thick leather and they were made for me by this woman who used to have this amazing little shop where she made leather things here in Manhattan. And then this was years ago. Um, Shakira, when she was really getting famous, she picked up this woman and the woman went on tour with her and she closed up her shop. And that was the end of that story. Never saw the woman again. So, um, but these pants are gorgeous. And she made these pants for, I think one of the girls from total, the R and B group and the, the girls didn't like the pants. I loved the pants and, um, I still have them because they were really, really special piece. And, um, I tried to give them to one of my nieces. It didn't fit her. Then I tried one of my other nieces. It didn't fit her. So when I have things like that, that are really, really special, I just kind of hold on to them until I find the right person I can gift them to. And what I mean by that is the person who it looks great on and the person who I know will appreciate it. So that's one suggestion. That's something uh, that you can do, um, especially if it's a sister or a niece or a nephew, because then you won't look at it and be upset, Even although sometimes you will. Because sometimes I'll see my sister or somebody and I'll say, oh my gosh, I like your whatever. And they're like, you do? I'm like, yeah, they're like, you gave it to me. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that when you see it looking good on someone else, you kind of want it back. So um, we don't want to do that. Remember, we're looking forward. We're not looking back. Um, and I'd say give yourself a time frame on keeping it if you're unsure. Because look, you have to put it into perspective. There's things you keep that are really special because they have sentimental value. I get it, but that should be limited. There's things you keep that you think you're going to be that size again. If that's what you're keeping it for, but you don't love it, then you don't need it. Especially if you're not going to be that size again. Do you love it? Is it special to you? Does it represent something special in your life? Because if it doesn't, gift it to someone else who will love it. If it, you know, if that makes you feel better. Um, and that's what I would say it's, and if every time you look at the piece, you get upset and you're asking me what you should do, it's not helping you that you get upset every time you look at it. So I say, let it go in love. And if you really love to look at it, well, look at it for a certain amount of time and then give yourself a time frame and release it to a person who will love on it and you release it in love. Okay. I hope that makes you feel better. All right. Wardrobe boss. Here's another question. I like to have denim jacket. I'd like to have a denim jacket in my wardrobe. Is a denim jacket still cool or old fashioned? That is, um, I like this question because a denim jacket will always be, um, in fashion, just like jeans are. I don't think a denim jacket will ever go out of style. Now, if in your mind, your denim jacket is a Levi's jacket from whatever, you know, denim jackets do get updated every year. And although it's still a denim jacket, there are great denim jackets out there. So I would definitely say find a denim jacket that you're going to have for years. A denim jacket is like a leather jacket. You want something that you love that fits great and that you're going to have for years. 
that is the value I place on a denim jacket. Um, I had a denim jacket that I bought at Zara. Um, I must've bought this jacket. Really. I, I had this denim jacket for, I feel, I want to say like 15 years or something. It was such a good jacket. And, um, I just wore it till the wheels fall off. And then that was it. I feel like it might be in my closet or I, I might have given it to my sister, but it was just such a great piece. And I think that denim jackets are a great staple piece. Um, I consider it a strong wardrobe staple and I think it should be in your closet. And if you're like, yeah, but I don't want to do blue. So do white. So do mauve. So do pink. So do something, but have, if you're going to have a leather, um, a denim jacket, just make it be really cool and make it and make sure it fits like a leather jacket and make sure that it's, that you can wear it with dresses or that, you know, because sometimes a denim jacket looks great over a dress, especially if it's the summertime and you're at a drive-in or whatever it is. I just think it's a great piece to have, but make sure you have one that you absolutely undoubtedly love. And that's my answer for that. Here's another question. Uh, wardrobe boss. I like to wear dark bottoms and colored tops. I have not ventured out of that pattern. Since I am bigger on the bottom, I feel that it's the right thing to do. However, I'm bored with it and I'm starting to feel like I have a stale wardrobe. Do you think I'm being extra? Signed, more to love. <laughs> well, hey, more to love. Um, do I think you're being extra? Yes. I think you're being extra smart by asking me this really good question. <laughs> um, I think that you've got yourself stuck in a pattern. First, let me say, I like your strategy. Your strategy is if I stay dark on the bottom and I stay lighter on top, um, people will pay attention to the top more and they won't pay that much attention to my bottom, but then it'll all blend in. I'm thinking that that's your strategy and I like that strategy. So again, extra smart, that's where you're extra. Um, so I like the idea of, of that, but you're just getting bored with it. That's all that it is. You're just getting bored with it. And I think that's an easy fix. Um, all you, I, I would consider dresses on bottoms, um, as a bottom and skirts as bottoms. It seems like you're only wearing dark, dark, dark on bottom. I mean, you don't want to wear black and blue every single day or gray. So yes, consider, um, printed pants, but a good fitting printed pant. Consider a palazzo pants, maybe a lighter fabric that's flowy. And maybe you can try darker colors on top or lighter colors on top. So there's really, you know, there's a way to break out of what you've made your uniform. I think that's why you feel that it's a stale wardrobe. It doesn't sound like it is. And if you feel like, yeah, but this is the way I wear it all the time. So switch it up. If the pants look good on you on the bottom, if a black pant looks good on you on the bottom, then a printed pant is going to look even better. So I say open up the door to live a little bit, have fun with that. The printed pant, you can even do a printed pant and a printed top. You can do the suits. It's just, there's so many ways to have fun. So don't limit yourself. And I would probably refresh my accessories. That would really help you feel like your wardrobe isn't stale and you're giving it new life. So I hope that was helpful. 
And if not, you can always reach back out to me, Wardrobe Boss on Instagram or at Wardrobe Boss Podcast on Instagram. Okay, here's another question. Wardrobe Boss, how do I approach someone I love and tell them they are in desperate need of a makeover? I know if they got a makeover, they would be happier. Well, the first thing is that using the word desperate to someone who may be in need of help may turn them off completely. I would be very careful with that word, even if that's how you feel or see it on the inside, I would keep it right there on the inside. Um, I would be super loving and choose carefully selected gentle words, um, to someone who is in desperate need of a makeover. You know, you've got to be careful because the truth hurts no matter what it is. Sometimes hard truth can hurt. Um, And I think that goes for all of us. Certain people can hear certain things about themselves and other things they just don't want to hear, especially people who don't want to move forward, especially people who you see stay stuck in patterns and stay stuck in life cycles. Those people have the hardest time moving forward because they have the hardest time accepting life where it is. Um, And so then they stay in a pattern or they stay... um, you know, they kind of stay stuck. I hate to use that word, but they stay, they stay style stuck because they are stuck on the inside. So I would approach that really gentle. Um, I would approach it in a personal way. I would never approach that with another person or have an intervention. Again, that's a really hard thing for people. So I'd be super gentle. Like I said, in the last question, I would be super gentle with your words, super gentle with your approach. Give the tough love where it's needed, but make sure that you have a good balance of that. And, you know, again, let the person, if the person says, I feel frumpy or something, go in on an opening instead of you approaching it. Like, listen, I need to talk to you. Go in on an opening where the person brings it up because then they bring it up. You're not the person who's saying, listen, I need to talk to you. But if you feel like you're the person who's like, listen, girl, I need to talk to you. Just be super gentle and loving. And instead of just saying you need a makeover, maybe you say, you know what? You need to go shopping. Let me go shopping with you and have ideas in your mind of what you're going to pick out for this person and, you know, see if they'll try it on. Try to make sure that happens before you get there because then that would be successful. So that's what I say. And as soon as you see that person try something on and a smile is on their face, then you got them and you keep going from there. Okay. So I hope that answers your question, but don't use desperate. The word desperate for a person who's in desperate need is what I would say. Wardrobe boss, as a man, I want to wear more colors, but I don't want to be loud. What do you suggest? That is an excellent question. And yes, I do have an answer. Um, And I'll use an example for this answer. I recently had a male client who was wearing all dark colors. And I kind of knew at the beginning that I wanted to start injecting color slowly into his wardrobe and into his life. And I did. I went little by little. And now that we're in a different season, he wants to wear more color. So let's take pink as a color for men. Pink is a color that I see a lot of men wearing. And, um, I think it looks, it's a great color, but you've got to be careful your shade of pink because it can look, it just, 
you know, there's a shade of pink for everybody, just like there is for women. I would say there is for men. And I'm going to tell you a story. This is true. One time I was on Madison Avenue in New York. Madison Avenue is like premier, right? Uber glamour luxury shopping. And I was on Madison Avenue in 43rd street. And I was watching this man walk down the street and this man must have been, I'm not lying to you, over 300 pounds for sure. And maybe six feet. He wasn't short really. And he wasn't tall, but this man had such a presence about him. And he had on an off white suit with a pink shirt on. And when he passed by me, he smelled like $8 million. And I had to stop him and tell him how great he looked. And seeing that, that always stayed with me because I never saw a man of his stature be so, so confident and to wear a pink shirt. So I really say any man can wear a pink shirt, but what I would do if I were you is I would start injecting subtle colors so that you don't feel loud because you're saying you don't want to be loud. So I would start with subtle colors. Um, blue has more hues than ever. Now there are so many cool blues and then they have all these names like slate and you know, all these kind of names. So I would explore with blues and I would also pay attention to when people say, you know what, that color looks good on you. You really look good in that color. Those are things you should pay attention to. And when you go to a store shopping, um, I would, or if you don't go to a store, go to a store because I want you to find a person who looks like they have excellent style and then ask them to help you find some shirts or some bottoms. So that way you can see, um, and you tell them I'm looking for colors that really match my skin tone and they will help you. They're very helpful. Um, I recently introduced a shirt into, I make visual shopping boards for clients. So for some people, what I do is they're like, I need this, I need that. Or after I get in their closet, and I know what they need. I, I start thinking of the things they need. I shop for them online and then I pick pieces specifically for those people. And then, um, once I pick the pieces, I put them on the board and they can click on whatever they want and they can shop for it. And so recently I put, um, kind of like a pink shirt on a board for one of my clients. And I was like, he is going to say, why did she put this color? I knew he would. And he called me and, um, we talked about the board and I said, you know, did you notice this color shirt that I put on the board for you? And he said, yeah. And I was like, what do you think? He said, I really like it. I'm buying it. So, you know, you never know um, how people evolve. And sometimes we have to push them a little bit. So I think push yourself a little bit. It's okay to wear colors and they don't have to be loud. Go in pastels. Pastels are great for men, but just shop for colors that you like. If it feels loud, then it is. If it doesn't, then great. I think that's the best way I can answer that question. And I hope that that works. <laughs> uh, Last question. Um, wardrobe boss, as a man, how can I pull off shoes with no socks? <laughs> this was a funny question to me 
Because I think what he meant was, I think he's talking about loafers. I don't think he's talking about a lace-up or double monk strap shoe with no socks. I think he's talking about loafers. I'm just going to assume that. And so, um, you know, there are men who wear loafers and then they make sure their pants are shorter so you can see enough of the foot. And then you don't have to be that man, but you can, if you're, you know, perfect example, if you're wearing a tuxedo and it's California and you're like, I'm not wearing socks with shoes. And you don't have to, if you wear, especially if you're wearing a loafer, that is like a license to get away without wearing a socks. So don't wear your socks. It's fine. Just make sure you put lotion on your legs and make sure that your pants aren't too long because then that's going to look ridiculous. If you're going to wear a loafer without a sock, you have to make sure your pant is hem where you see at least a sliver of skin. What do I mean by a sliver of skin? I mean, maybe half an inch or less but there has to be a sliver of skin. There should be a break between the shoe and the hem of the pant if you're going to wear a loafer as a man. So I hope that that's the question you were asking me. And I hope that I answered your question. And listen, remember, if you have a question, you can find me right here on the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple iTunes or wherever you stream your favorite podcast, or you can reach out to me on Wardrobe Boss or Wardrobe Boss podcast on Instagram. Please remember to like, subscribe, and tell a friend if you feel led. It was so much fun answering all these questions today. And I hope I helped someone else who may have been, who may have had the same question. And um, I really thank you for joining me today and listening to me today. And until we meet again, Wardrobe Boss signing off and wishing you a well-styled season. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.